the survival guide to life a podcast about how to win in life every second physically mentally spiritually financially consistently hey how's it going we got another episode of survival guide to life this episode is titled you are being tested do not worry and I was blessed enough to have a very special guest speaker for you guys. Now, she is a motivational speaker, an author who has survived very difficult challenges. After going through cancer, then she began deeply to think about her purpose in life and what is her true calling. As her goal in life is now to help others, it all began with volunteer speaking for American Cancer Society. Then she released her motivational book, You Are Being Tested, Don't Worry. Now, this book encompasses the truth behind the struggles everyone goes through in life and how faith will help anyone get past through life's challenges. It was written with the intention to inspire others who are enduring a loss, tragedy, illness, or life-changing events to one to keep going not to lose sight of what really matters. As we all face our own struggles in life, she always inspired to keep a positive mind, fate, and ability to inspire others to strive. She now hosts her own show, You Are Being Tested, Don't Worry, on 99.5 KKLA, well-known Los Angeles radio station. Her show will be every Saturday at 4.30 p.m., and her program will be broadcasted on KKLA.com, KKKLA app, and the iHeartRadio, and finally, TuneInRadio.com. Yes. Good to be talking to you, and um, I appreciate you putting out positive messages out there to inspire others. Uh, yes, you... My faith, I've always been a believer since I was a little girl. My faith was always strong. Um, so when I had to go through my testing times, uh, it was really a moment of me asking questions to God, asking him why, why me? Uh, what did I do to deserve it? Um, but after eight years later, I could honestly sit back here and tell you, why not me? Um, I have become a better person because of my journey through my cancer journey. And I just, I'm more compassionate, I'm more loving, I'm more caring. So sometimes we have to go through these hardships to get to where we are going and become who we are supposed to be. Thanks again, Marie. I appreciate you coming on the show and telling us your journey and how you've come a long way from where you were to where you are now. Now, I believe it's because they don't see the bigger picture. Now, how were you able to go from a growth mindset, from a fixed mindset? How were you able to transition from that? Well, I think for me, what I did was that was really helpful for me was when I was diagnosed with cancer, uh, instead of feeling sorry for myself and sitting at home, uh, what I did was I continued working full time and uh, I was also pursuing my master's degree at night and I started volunteering 
uh, with American Cancer Society, giving back to other cancer patients at the same time. So that experience, what it made me realize was, uh, now that I think back, is that I wasn't so focused on me anymore. I was focused on helping others. And I think in life, when we really um, think about ways how we can be a blessing to others, we forget about ourselves and we forget about more about what we're going through. And I think it's really important to take time out and find ways how we can be a blessing to others. So when we are going through hardships, find another way how you can be a blessing to somebody else, because that was just, it will make you appreciate your life a lot better and it will give you a different perspective about life and a different attitude. Uh, Instead of saying, poor me, now you're saying, how can I help someone else? So that's, that really helped me a lot. Now think back to when you were getting therapy and radiation and chemo and then later at night pursuing your MBA and then all while trying to take care of the family and then have work. How did you go about managing all your time strategically? Well, I think planning is a really um, good thing to do in business and your personal life. Um, I planned a lot. I planned my day, my day-to-day plan. So, for example, I would get up in the morning. Uh, I would give myself enough time where I took care of my mental state. Uh, I did my self-care. So I'll give you an example of how my day looked like. I would get up at 5 a.m. I would go work out for an hour. even if it means just walking for 45 minutes. And then after that, I would read my Bible and I would would listen to motivational music while I was working out. Uh, And then before even I got ready to go to work, I would write down what I had accomplished that day. So going to work and being at work, what, what I needed to do, writing it down. And after that, what's the next step? Coming home and getting ready for school. And I manage my time and I plan ahead of time to be able to work full time and go to school and also volunteer. So it all came from time management. And I think it's really important in life that when we plan, it's a lot easier to accomplish and to execute things. Now, 90% of all CEOs start their morning like this. They wake up, they get ready, they meditate. After they meditate, Then they write their goals for the day. After going about writing their goals, they go out throughout their day. When they come back home, then they go through their goals and see one of two things. One, what did they do that brought them closer to achieving their goals? And two, what would they do differently? Of course, I was always into motivational books. the Magic of Thinking Big, uh, there's a book that I read. It was really, it's really useful to, I think it's really important as, um, as we're growing professionally or personal life to find books that were, maybe that can help us along the ways or find speakers or preachers um, or even surrounding ourselves with mentors, um, people that can guide us and give us their feedback how they did it. Um, so for me, I always have mentors in my life, people that are doing things that I want to do in my life. For example, I always wanted to read, write a book, not only just read it, but really write it and then also publish it. So I surround myself with uh, people that have written 50 books 
Um, so they're able to guide me and coach me throughout my journey. And so for me, yeah, training is something that I definitely learned through books and uh, mentorship. What came to mind is how important is it to have a good outlook or the right mindset? I feel a lot of people don't pay any attention to this, or if they do, not as much as they should. How important is it to have a proper mindset? Mindset is so important. I mean, I can only tell you, uh, as a little girl um, in West Africa, in the playground, I would tell people, one day, I'm going to go to the United States, and I'm going to own a business, and I'm going to work. And people just thought it was crazy because, um, but my mindset as a little girl was always coming here and living American dreams and going to school. And it's really important what we think about creates or feature. So if you're going through a hardship and you're sitting there going, poor me, oh, this is horrible. This is never going to work. I'm never going to get to where I'm going. Guess what? Change that. Okay. When I had cancer, I had my moment of sadness. Why me for five minutes? Afterwards, I said, okay, I'm ready. Bring it on. What do I need to do to fight this? What it means is I need to do chemo. I need to have a plan. I need to do what I need to do. So mindset is everything. After that, I made a decision. I'm going to fight and I'm going to use my faith. I'm going to use my positive attitude about life. I'm going to love myself and love others. And I'm going to visualize myself coming out of it. So those are the four things that I have focused on. So mindset is definitely important. So if you want to accomplish something or you want to get out of that situation, so if it means surviving cancer, if it means getting a new job, whatever it may be, change your mindset. Think about the things that you desire. Think about the things that you want. Don't focus on what you're going through today because that's not going to get you forward. Think about the things that you desire the most. Love that. Very good advice. Now, I have a quick question that's just been going on in my mind. Now, have you ever caught yourself or like noticed yourself in a and like starting to dwell on this negativity? And then how did you one stop yourself or catch yourself in this thought process? And then how did you eliminate that and change it, go back into a positive mindset and thinking of abundance. Um, a good example, let me give you some good examples. Uh, when I was fighting cancer, I the company that I was working for, uh, at the time, the insurance premium went up. So I lost my job. And because I was too expensive, my the company, I was too expensive to stay in the company. It got rid of me. And they paid for my housing. So I lost my job. I lost my place. And my car was, they were looking for my car at the same time. So everything went down at once for me. Now, and the only thing that I had going for me was school, going to school one night after I lost everything. So I was in my car thinking, wow, this is all I have now. So I made a decision while I was sitting down in my car was, you know what? I don't have anything right now, but guess what? I'm going to go back. I'm going to find another job. I mean, of course, when things like that happen, you're freak, you're nervous. You don't know what's going to happen. You're thinking, wow, you know, what am I going to do? But I had to change my thought. The first thing that I thought of was, okay, 
game plan. Let's change our thought. We're going to go get another job. We're going to find another place to live. We're going to do what we need to do. You just, I know it's hard. All of us were human, but you have to think, think about what you have to do next. That's what I did. I thought about, okay, great. I lost my job. I understand. I don't have a place to live now. I understand. So what am I going to do next? What company? Who am I going to call? What company and where am I going to go to put my next job? What am I going to do to get my next place? So changing my thought about what's going on in the moment, but thinking about what am I going to do next? Think about the next thing. So that's what I did. Right away, what came to mind is the keep your fork parable. And when it was the time for dinner, she always knew something better was coming. Something wonderful. So people should always remember the best has yet to come. Yes, I mean, we hear stories like that all the time. Um, example, baseball players. I mean, how many times did they miss a home run before they do it? I mean, that just tells you in life, anything that's good, you're going to have some challenges. Um, for me to be able to sit here and write a book about motivation and speak, I had to go through cancer. I had to lose my place. I had to lose my job. I had to go through all that so I'm able to relate to the people that I'm talking to. Yes, I mean, we hear stories like that all the time. Um, example, baseball players. I mean, how many times did they miss a home run before they do it? I mean, that just tells you in life, anything that's good, you're going to have some challenges. Um, for me to be able to sit here and write a book about motivation and speak, I had to go through cancer. I had to lose my place. I had to lose my job. I had to go through all that so I'm able to relate to the people that I'm talking to. So just know that any great thing in life, there's going to be some challenges. And any blessing that you're going to get, there's going to be some hard work put into it. So just know that if you're going through something, think about, wow, something great is coming next because I'm getting ready for something great. So just, it's, it's really, it's hard. I mean, it's, it's sometimes when we're going through it, we don't think about the great things that are coming. But really, just remember the next time you're, you're sitting there by yourself thinking why, just say, you know what? Something good must be coming my way. Now, when trying to approach someone who's always looking at the glass half full and they're always pessimistic, and looking at the downside and beating themselves up. How do you go about approaching them and trying to tell them to get out of this mindset? Well, I think it's really important to come up, uh, to come from a place of, um, for me, it's easier for me to share my story and with others than to tell them what to do. Because I think when you're coming from a place of, let me just share with you what I went through and what I did, it's a lot easier for people to take than me telling them, let me show you how you can be who you're supposed to be <laughs> or how, you can act your, how you're supposed to act. So I think coming from a place of let me share with you my experience and my struggle and um, I think that's the place that I usually want to come from is letting people know that you're not alone because I done it to myself. Um, but this is where I am today. But remember, I came from th that too. So I think it's a lot easier for people to relate 
when you're coming from a place of caring. I love that you said that because right away I was able to recollect a old memory of being in Sunday school at Quran study and when we came across the story of the Prophet peace be upon him and when he was trying to teach his grandchildren how to take a proper wash. Now they already knew how to do this but in the corner of their eyes they seen an old man and he was doing it completely wrong that was doing it wrong. They wanted to run up to him and correct him. Rather the Prophet peace be upon him said don't do this because he will not learn. You guys go in front of him and do it the correct way. And what happened was he looked at them and immediately just changed the way he did it. Exactly. And that's probably why mentorship is so important because there's someone who already done what you're trying to do or someone who already accomplished where you're trying to go. So that's why we say it's very important to find people that have done what you're trying to do and do what they did. So that way you're able to get there a little quicker. So it's the same mentality. I think that um, there's always someone that's been through what you're going through. So it's really important to um, find people, surround yourself with people that can share with you and inspire you and motivate you in that different level. Now to the audience listening, who's very curious, how would you summarize your book or tell us how your book was categorized and what strategies you implemented? Uh, my book, You're Being Tested, Do Not Worry, is basically, I wrote it coming from a place of um, uh, wanted to just thank God for allowing me to live this second chance to life. And I wanted to be able to share with others the tools that I use to overcome my testing time. Your testing time may be uh, losing your job, going through a divorce, whatever it may be, whatever hardship you're going through. But just know that if you do these four things, it would definitely help you out. I use my faith. I use my positive attitude. I use my love for myself and others around me. And I visualize myself coming out of it and living a better future. So those are the four things that I use. And if you use that, um, I bet you, you'll, be, you'll, you'll find peace and you'll find joy. Again, one more time. The three things was number one, the people around you being able to visualize coming out of it. Number two, loving yourself. And number three, loving others, correct? And others. And remember to love others too. Remember to love others and visualize yourself coming out of it. So visualize yourself living the life that you want. It's crazy, but over and over again, I keep having the same thing iterated. I have this saying, you know, everything echoes. And over and over again, I kept having this drilled and drilled that it is important on your aspect and your outlook. You know, your inward is reflected on your outward. And your outward is reflected on your inward. And you can have anything in life you want as long as you can dream it. Exactly. Believe it. You, if you believe, that's the key. Because you can have faith, but you have to believe that you're deserving of it. Now, do you think it's, this is true that um, the moment 
you think you can't do something is the moment you put that limitation on yourself? I truly believe that. I, uh, I did not learn how to read until I was 13 or write until I was 13 years old. But I always believed that I, would, I was going to publish at least one book and I was able to publish three books. So I think it's very important. Yes, it's very important to believe in yourself instead of saying, I can't do it because I'm not a good writer. I can't do it because I didn't learn how to read or write until I was 13. Change your attitude. I can do it. I believe in myself. I have a plan. I have to execute my plan and I will be fine. So go out there, dream big, have a plan, execute your plan, believe you can have it. What factors came into play when you were writing your book? What was most important to you? What did you want to do? And what were some ideas you had? It's a, it's a story. It's a story about me growing up in West Africa and me always wanting to live here. And then when I was living my dream, having another challenge, you have cancer. And then losing my home and losing my place. And telling, basically sharing the tools that I use, exercising, healthcare, having a plan, the whole nine yards to help me get to who I am today. So I basically tell them all the things that I did through the book to get to who, where I am, going through the cancer and the whole nine yards. And I also share two people that also fought cancer in the book, their story. What kind of sparked the idea to do this? I, it's really my love for people. I always, I really believe all of us have a calling and a gift. My gift is really connecting with people and um, inspiring people to be the best person they can be. And that's really what inspired me to write the book. I wanted to be a blessing to others. That's very admirable and very inspiring. Now, one of my biggest mentors and influences is Evan Carmichael, the YouTuber from Canada. Now, he wrote a book called Built to Serve. And in that book, he said that we are all created or built to serve others and be in their service. Amen. And you know, when the moment you are thinking about others, it's amazing how your life just, like out of the blue, sometimes people are like, let me be a blessing to you. And I'm like, wait a minute, but I want to be a blessing to you. They're like, no, 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 I want to be a blessing to you. So I think it's very important. It's very important to pull other people. And my thing is I started thinking of myself as the other person is just like me. Instead of thinking I'm better than them, but they're just like me. They have feelings just like me. They want love just like me. So when I'm coming from a place of they're just like me, it's so much easier to connect with them. Right away, another thing that came to my mind was one of Brian Tracy's keys to success, that the quality of your life solely depends on the interaction with the people around you, that you give in whatever you give out is what you get in. You reap what you sow. Now, is this something you believe, Marie? I truly believe that. I truly believe that. Um, some of the joy in my life is just sometimes getting a text message from someone saying, you know, thank you. A year ago, when I was going through my hardship, you were there and you were, you were, you were a good friend. To me, that is amazing. We can make all the money in the world. We don't take it with us. 
but the lies that we touch is so special. And to me, that's more than it looks like someone can write me. So I truly believe that. As we're winding down, Marie, and we're coming closer to the end of this episode, uh, what are some stuff currently that you're working on? I know you mentioned the radio show, but is that the only thing? Or what else is Marie, the author and motivational speaker, been working on? Well, I have to tell you, uh, this is how amazing life sometimes is. Um, I always dreamed of being, being uh, sharing my story and being a blessing to others. And just a month ago, KK LA, um, one of the radio stations here in LA, that also um, are associated with iHeartRadio. Um, they asked me if I wanted to have my own show uh, every Saturday from 4.30 to 5. And the show is called You're Being Tested, Do Not Worry. And it's a show where I interview people that have overcome trials in life, and they get to share uh, with you that you are not alone, that it doesn't matter, all of us right now are going through different phases with COVID-19, but this is a show that where you can come and hear hope and hear love, hear you're not alone, we're in it together. So I'm very excited to be part of this show. And uh, like I said, it's KKLA every Saturday at 4.30 um, p.m. Uh, LA time. Uh, but you can also go to uh, mariezq.com. So it's M-A-R-I-E-Z-Q.com and you can find everywhere you can follow me on facebook i have a facebook group and the whole nine yards so you can definitely find me that way too but remember marie zq you can find everything that i'm doing mariezq.com now this question's for the author in you now is there one place that comes to mind that you love to write the most or is there one place that resonates in your heart the most that you are the most creative there uh every morning when i get up i go i make sure i have my me time that's so important uh my me time just means having a candle and having uh tea and closing my eyes and just having a reading my bible and thinking about visualizing my day and just writing afterwards the things that I'm grateful for. Every day I write down five things that I'm grateful for before I start writing. So what that means is when you have an attitude of gratitude, you attract more blessings into your life. So every day I write down five things that I'm grateful for and then I start writing. So if you are going through a hardship, try it. Get up early in the morning, do some exercise, do some self-care, spend time with yourself. Read the Bible. If you don't believe in God, just meditate. Have a quiet time to yourself. And write down five things that you're grateful for. I mean, if, you're, if you don't have a home, be grateful for that you're alive today. How's that? You don't have cancer. <laughs> be grateful for that. Now, anyone who's in this type of frame of thinking or they're trying to compare themselves or, you know, trying to see who has more and who has less i say never never compare yourself to someone who's above you but always compare yourself to someone who's less than you then you will see the true blessings you have 
and you will always remain grateful. Exactly. Exactly. Because we all have so much to be grateful for. Um, and it's a blessing, even though the times that we're in right now, we still have a lot to be grateful for. Uh, so just take some time to find gratitude. Think about even the air that we're breathing, you know, think about that. Think about just being able to have clean water to drink. Even if you take water and being here in America, especially us here, Marie, we're in Chicago and we're so close to Michigan and Flint, Michigan and their struggle for water. And we don't perceive what a blessing it is to have water to drink. I, I have to tell you, I mean, we don't have to go to Africa to experience everything. We can do it here too. <laughs> Yeah, right. But uh, no, I'm just saying, like, it, it doesn't have to be another country. Like, it's 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 Yeah, no, no. And I think gratitude is definitely a place to start. I mean, if anything that I have to tell you is attitude of gratitude. Attitude of gratitude. Yes, yes. I think the more you're grateful for, the more you bring to your life, and. Um, just being alive is a lot to be grateful for. And just being here and having a fresh air to breathe is something to be grateful for. What's the first story that comes into your mind or heart that you've ever read? Now, this doesn't mean the first story you read as a child, but the first story that like laid the foundation to your love of learning. I think it would have to be think and think, think big, magic of thinking big, the magic of thinking big. Now, do you know who that's by? I think it was David J. And then the last name is uh, S-C-H-W-A-R-T-Z. How did you go about publishing your book? What was the process like? Um, what I did, um, my first book, I did self-publishing because I didn't want to wait for someone to tell me after reviewing my book a year or two, whatever. Um, I just went and self-published my first one. My last one that I just did, I went through Amazon uh, self-publishing, and that was the best thing I ever done. Um, and what was the title of that one, Marie? Um, my last one that I did, it's an anti-bullying book for kids to help them build confidence so they don't bully others and they don't get bullied. It's called, I Will Not Be Bullied and I Will Not Bully Others. Now, this is very important, especially for our future generations to come. Now, this is very essential and the key to any youth's development, and which is why I had an episode titled, Detaching from Labels and specifically went into how to get labels off youth and groups. Sorry to stop you, Marie, but do please continue with what you were saying. There's two series. And uh, have you ever heard of a child that likes to bully somebody that feels good about themselves? No. So the book is just um, a little tips that I teach kids to feel good about themselves. So that just tells you my love for people. I, I want to start young too. <laughs> no, you're you're 100% right, and I feel like it's just like 
in our society that's what's like being played as nor the norm or like cool like oh you got to diss this person or you know like it's funny or and like i think you're creating a a wave or trying to change this type of mentality how do you feel about that what's your opinion on that yeah i think all of us have different gifts and different skills when we focus on the things that are good about people then we see the beauty in them so that's probably why that's why it inspired me to write uh, the book for kids because i just wanted every child to know that you know they have every reason to feel confident and uh, when you feel good about yourself you don't feel the need to make somebody else feel bad about themselves uh, i think it comes from the person who usually makes fun of others is because they're not happy with themselves and they need to work on themselves first but as a kid you don't realize that as an adult you you know the difference because they're hurting i think if we come from a place when somebody is being cold or mean come from a place of it's not me they must be going through something that they don't know how to handle so they're taking it out on me so that's usually what it is people that usually talk bad to others is because they're not feeling good about themselves. No, you're 100% right. I think it's just what society's playing as the norm or it's what's funny like oh this that person or make fun of this person. But I would really like to start a wave and change this type of mentality for the future generations to come. It's young. I do have a website for my kids book. I will not be bullied, will not bully others.com. So if you want ever to invite me into your schools or churches, I usually come in. I do have a nonprofit too, so I don't I don't charge the schools if I need to. And we do exercises with kids how to be confident. As we're winding up, Marie, two things uh, that I ask all my guest speakers. Um, one, two things you want to tell a future you that you've completed that you could go back and listen to this podcast and say, okay, I've completed it. And second thing, uh, a quote that's been coming up in your mind or like a quote that's been in your heart the most recently i would say you are strong enough you are talented enough and you can definitely do it yes that's what i would say you're going through what you're going through right now so you can be a blessing to somebody else so uh, you're going through what you're going through right now so you can be a blessing to somebody else Now, as we wind up, Marie, just really quick, all your social handles, how the audience can find you if they want to go ahead and listen to your show or keep benefiting from your wonderful advice. Uh, what social medias do you use? And uh, say the handles now. Yes, please go to mariezq.com. So it's M-A-R-I-E-Z as in zebra. Q as in queen.com, mariezq.com. And you can find me at, um, well, every Monday, I send out Monday motivational videos. So I would love to keep in touch 
And so we can really live life to motivate each other and inspire each other. So please go to my website. You can find everything on there. I even have seminars that are coming up on Zoom. Um, so I have a lot of wonderful things that you can find out on my website. That was Marie, guys. Please go ahead and visit her website and listen to her show. I hope you enjoyed another episode of Survival Guide to Life. And remember, in life, win every second, whether it may be physically, spiritually, mentally, financially. But do it consistently.